0: Hello and welcome to Inside Scoop Live. I'm your host, Sherry Hoyt. Today I'm speaking with Lucinda Clark, poet, publisher, and founder of PRA Publishing and the Poetry Matters Project, a project that began as a local writing contest and developed into an organization focused on showcasing emerging poets both locally and globally. Born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Lucinda now resides in Georgia. She has written and published a four-part poetry series titled View from the Middle of the Road, with various emerging writers from many areas of the arts. She is currently a contributor to the Accentuated Reading Project. Her mission is to build community connections through collaborations based on literary arts. Lucinda describes herself as follows. I am a woman who went on a journey of self-discovery and found that my view and views on life are determined by updates to my perspective based on new things I experience, meaning things can change at any time. For more information about Lucinda Clark and the Poetry Matters Project, visit her website at www.poetrymattersproject.org. Well, hi, Lucinda. Welcome to
1: Inside Scoop Live. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today.
0: Well, I, I've had the pleasure of interviewing a few of the authors you published through your publishing company, PRA Publishing, and I was really excited to hear about your Poetry Matters project. And I'm also intrigued by the self-description you provided in your bio. Uh, so to start, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what drives you?
1: Uh, yeah, well, in my brief bio, because I don't like to really go on and on about myself, uh, I am a published poet. I uh, own a publishing company, which I founded in 2002, and I am also the founder of the uh, Poetry Matters Project. Um, I currently reside in Martinez, Georgia, with my husband and two dogs, uh, and I have two adult children, Jessica and Xavier, who have been a part of this process um, in in their minds since the beginning. Mm. About my journey of self-discovery, the way that I became a poet was that I did a project, a writing project with my children. Uh, we titled it View from the Middle of the Road. I was at a transitional point in my life, mother, supporting a husband with growing career, and kind of having to decide whether or not to leave my dreams and aspirations on the side. And so we put together the book, and um, the View from the Middle of the Road series is now coming up on edition six. Mm. And so every edition, I add either a series of poems or some thoughts, and then um, I select, uh, with the help of my assistant, uh, um, poets or now short story writers from either other countries where we translate an excerpt, or we just share some profound uh, prose that we found in our query process. And so that's what I meant by my uh, views are changing. I always prided myself on being a middle of the rotor, which means not too far left, not too far right. Um, And um, every now and then I notice that uh, my view changes. Um, I'm not an extremist yet by any, <laughs> by any means, <laughs> yeah. but uh, y- you know, just observing the world, you have to, especially with raising a family and you know, running a business and uh, being out in the community, and so you have to be open, open to the thoughts that are out there, but they don't have to consume you. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, of course, we're here to talk about your project, Poetry Matters, and can you tell us a little bit about the project?
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, The Poetry Matters Project, now it's gone through several transitions, so if anybody tries to Google it, we were out there, poetry celebration, poetry month tribute, but we settled on um, the Poetry Matters Project uh, a few years ago. Um, It's currently uh, transforming again into a private foundation dedicated to building community connections through collaboration with the help of poetry. We started as a poetry contest in 2000. Um, There was a young lady by the name of Reese Willis, who was the community relations person at what used to be known as Books a Million, who asked if we would help her showcase school kids with a poetry contest. Mm. Since that time, we have developed into uh, an all-volunteer organization that has reached into the community's well, we've reached into the community through schools, libraries, festivals, and um, one of our stronger projects is now the military. Oh, wow. As I I might have mentioned earlier, as I was reviewing the history um, for this interview, I was just taken aback by how far into the community, the diverse projects, the diverse people we've been able to meet, um, the lives we've been able to touch using poetry. And there's, there's a couple of highlights that um, just really stand out at this particular point. Next year, we'll be celebrating our 20th anniversary.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's flown by so quickly. But in that time, um, just as uh, history highlights, we've been able to get um, two governments to proclaim April as National Poetry Month. Wow. Um, we got the uh, City of Aiken and uh, where I live here in Columbia County, actually drew up proclamations and presented them uh, to acknowledge April as National Poetry Month. Um, The beauty of that is that uh, the first poet laureate of Aiken was a senior poet winner of ours who, uh, after they formed a group titled the Aiken Poets, uh, she was named as the uh, first poet laureate, and that's uh, Joan McComb. Wow. Wow. And they've been doing all kinds of programming with their own group during Poetry Month. They've just gone on, and they are their own separate entity now. We've worked with uh, veterans in the military since was it 2011. Um, we started as a reading contest at uh, Fort Gordon here. We were called by one of our poet winners, uh, Carmen Collado, to come and read to the vets. Mm. And uh, it went from being a reading at Fort Gordon to a totally separate contest that we, we collaborate with the VA, uh, Charlie Norwood VA. And we work with MSTs, uh, military sexual trauma survivors. Mm-hmm. We help them write poems, and then we've started to showcase them. And that's been going on now for the last three. We're going into year four this coming year. Oh, wow. I like that. Uh, Yeah. There are two categories in our poetry contest, uh, the Spring Robinson Mahogany Red Award. And and, uh, forgive me if my voice becomes shaky. Uh, When we started to um, read at Fort Gordon, there was a young poet from the university who would come out and uh, participate in the readings. Uh, Her name was Spring Robinson, and in 2015, uh, she committed uh, suicide. Oh, and uh, it it was devastating. Yeah, I just uh, okay. So what we decided to do was uh, we wanted to honor her and her contribution by um, changing the adult category to the Spring Robinson Mahogany Red Award. And so that's for adults between the ages of 20 and 40.
0: Yeah. What a wonderful tribute. So tell us a little bit about the other categories, like and maybe a little bit about the entry criteria, who is eligible to participate, um, you, you know, who is the contest for?
1: Okay, so We started out, as I mentioned earlier as a school age uh, contest. So we took some of the, um, is it like elementary, uh, middle schoolers in the uh, Richmond County School system. Today, we represent every category of poet. Well, we eliminated uh, elementary school because there's just so many issues there. but we do middle mm-hmm. school, high school, college, adults and seniors mm. and in each category uh it's just funny that you mentioned that. as in, in the beginning there's only a few entries so you know we're all there easy to judge easy to sort even uh we always judge the contest blind but now we've grown to the point where um we have entries from all over the world the schools submit students and then sometimes we have like students who find out about the contest on their own mm-hmm. and they submit and uh, everything is judged blind which means that um, thank God for submittables now that the entries come in through the submittable system we can sort them because we uh, it, in the entry we ask the uh, the entrant to determine their category and then we send them off to the designated judges
0: okay yeah
1: yeah, it's quite a and process. So, um, huh. Yeah. Oh, it's not really now. It used to be when our uh, living room would just fill up with entries, <laughs> envelopes, <laughs> and then we'd have to open each envelope. Now imagine open each envelope, determine whether or not you know the submission because we, we do have to eliminate some that don't follow the criteria. Right. Right. And. Um, and then uh, put them in a the database so we can track which title goes with which poem. Mail them to the judges because they weren't all here in the area. Right. Wait for the judges to judge and then send back their rubric. We gave them a rubric which scored each poem. Mm-hmm. It, oh, my gosh. It was just so laborious. But now with submittables, everything can be um, sorted by computer. The judges can live anywhere in the world. We submit the uh, entries, still blind, they judge them, and then we're able to match the entries. Everything is done fairly quickly now because it's just, you know, using technology.
0: Right, right. Oh, that's I'm going to have to check that out because your process, your old process, sounds a lot like our current process for our literary awards.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and the thing about it is that the the person who has to uh, match the poem, because let's just say a school, and this is why we had to change the system, if a teacher said, okay, the topic is, um, I have a dream, mm-hmm. and when we open the envelope, we don't realize that the teacher has just given the students one topic to write about mm. so every poem is titled I have a dream
0: mm. oh wow yeah
1: <laughs> yeah those were some, those were some fun times <laughs> but uh, we are we are beyond that now and so um, we can actually um, match and then um, maybe put a subcode so that when the winners come in we can um, match the correct winner
0: right right so how are the judges selected for the contest?
1: Uh, in the beginning, it was a family affair. Um, my two kids, they used to think that uh, for vacation, people in, in, on, the, on the car ride read poems. And, <laughs> and, and, and my husband, who said, I hate poetry, learned to love it. Oh. But as the, um, the number of contestants or entries started to grow, we reached out to the community and we asked poets, uh, mostly people who wrote for a living, or who were, say, uh, poets, and they were, uh, like, college professors, to uh, function as judges.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: And so, uh, not dropping names, but when Colin Kelly of Atlanta was, you know, just a regular poet before he became the Colin Kelly, (laughs) um, he judged for us. Uh, We've had uh, a professor who was at Florida University. She judged. um, Most of the poets have uh, written and published their own work, so that in fairness to the increased skill of the entries mm-hmm. or the entrants, we were fair, uh, judging fairly. The one thing that we're finding right now, because we're starting to get more poets who live in other countries, there's a whole new aspect that we're, we're working to develop. We, we don't ask them to submit. They have to submit in English, but it's, um, it's everything from getting them the prize, the prize money and certificates To uh, acknowledging them. So we've actually expanded it where if you go to our YouTube channel or to SoundCloud you will see where the finalists have been asked to submit the second phase which is a reading of the poem.
0: Oh okay. Yeah, I wondered yeah. about the translation part because sometimes, or I would imagine it doesn't always translate well.
1: Yeah, yeah, but we've got a great university here uh, in Augusta University. Um, they've got a, a great foreign language department. Mm-hmm. Um, that We're starting to work with their students to do some translations for us. But at this time, we we just require everyone to submit in English.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So talk about some of the winners. Who are they and where are they now?
1: Well, uh, a, a few, and, and it's funny because as we're preparing for a 20-year celebration, we are having to go back in the files to look at who the winners are. Because if, can you imagine if we started 20 years ago, that means a middle schooler or let's just say an 8-year-old is 28 now, or will be 28. And so um, because we we have a great um, following on our Facebook page, we're able to follow some. Some of them have gone on to become veterinarians, um, uh, published authors, uh, college professors. Um, They're working in other aspects of the arts. Um, uh, We have a couple of winners who are still here that still work with us They are instrumental in helping us with certain programs uh, because we've expanded. We do an open mic. uh, We go out into the schools. We publish anthologies, and they provide us with interns. And so um, if they go into your podcast, they will see two former poetry winners. Uh, Both were uh, 10th graders at the time when they won our contest. We have published Derek's first novel, titled uh, Heathens and Liars of lick Skillet County. Oh, yes. And, um,
0: I, I remember that novel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Derek has gone on to do great things. He graduated from the uh, College of Charleston, and he's working with the, uh, the literary scene there in Charleston. He comes back and forth to Aiken, He's worked with us, with our school programs here in uh, in Augusta and in Aiken, and he's just he's just taken off. He's become a fine young man. Kendall Driscoll was also a winner, and we published her first book of poetry uh, titled Speech of the Masquerade. Okay. And, um, yeah, and you guys interviewed her as well. I saw, I saw where the podcast was listed. She's gone on a full ride to Boston University where she has earned her master's in uh, education or she's a she's a teacher now nice and so um, a lot have gone on to uh, to do uh, education a few are veterinarians a few are uh, filmmakers you know budding filmmakers Um, they range across the board yeah but we'll have more on that as we um, move into the celebration for next year yeah yeah Wow. So uh,
0: just hearing about all of these uh, people that are still involved and who have who started with you all at, at a young age and just have gone on to do great things. Um your name change to Poetry Matters is is truly spot on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Poetry Matters. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it it it's so funny that you would say that Cher, because we developed a T-shirt where we, we had with the logo, Poetry Matters and Poets Are Important. But we have seen where, um, well, you mentioned the uh, contestants, but some of the judges. Uh, I think I sent you a photograph where there's a group of us standing. Yeah. Where, we're all standing. Um, there's one young lady there who um, she started off as a, as a poet. And she was part of the program. she is now a guidance counselor at uh one of the um middle schools here in town uh We did a project with her and, and some of the other fellow poets where we published a book and we you know um had the kids express themselves and uh it was just it it, it was a tough thing to go in, but it was very rewarding when mm-hmm. we heard them share their thoughts on the world and and whatnot um through writing and through uh, recital. Uh, Spring is also in that photo. There are two other uh, young people in that picture who have gone on. They are still working with poetry. They now develop albums, and uh, uh, one of them is on the road. She's doing poetry and singing, and uh, the other young man uh, has his own podcast. So he's um, doing his part by sharing other people's stories. Oh, nice. I love that. Yeah. 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 And then I've got to add the shout out for my son. He started off as a judge. We wrote and published one of his short stories, which is now a screenplay titled um, Black People Don't Tango. It is hilarious. Oh, wow. And that's, that's not a mama comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit a mama comment. Yeah, just a little oh, yeah, well, bit. Well, yeah. you know, we just, we're just proud.
0: So yeah. Proud. <laughs> oh, wow. So has that been released
1: well, he completed it, and okay. so now we are—we're, um, you know, tightening up the edits, and we're going to go ahead and send it out to um, see what happens next.
0: Nice, yeah. But
1: um, Poetry—it just speaks all over the place. Yeah. But um, one of the last things that has come out of this, because we've had interns, is that we are, um, well, Poetry Diversified twenty eighteen. Uh, is a culmination of two years of poetry winners. Mm-hmm. Um, that project, Poetry Diversified 2018, is our fifth anthology of poetry winners. Okay. Um, if it weren't for the um, the energy and enthusiasm of interns, uh, we would not have been able to pull those off. Um, they uh, come in and they say, we want to learn about arts management, and arts management organization, and we also want to learn about publishing. Mm. So we give them the poems and say from the cover to layout to working with the production team, you do it, and 10 years from now you'll be able to look back and see that you made a difference in your internship. And so I want to give Rada a shout-out because uh, Rada was instrumental in uh, the Poetry Diversified 2018 development layout, and she was studying abroad when she did it.
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's, that's amazing. What a
1: great internship also. Yeah. Yeah, well, their, their introductions say it all. I walked in, she, you know, this woman handed me a stack of poems and said, have at it. It's <laughs> really not like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I just love the idea of the anthology in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will you read a couple of the poems from the anthology for us?
1: Uh, well, you know, it, it's funny that you ask me that because as I realized that it was nine eleven, I couldn't find any one poem, but I wanted to read one from a vet. Uh, her name is Carmen Caledo, and she's the reason why we went from just doing the normal—I don't want to say run-of-the-mill no poet, but just the normal poets—to actually uh, turning to the military. Okay. And um, it's called uh, "Martyr for a Dream." Or 8.46. Okay. The time on the plane's dashboard read 8.45. To honor their last minute, bow your head in silence. Where were you when it happened? When 8.46 struck and the first of the two towers fell, I was a child holding my breath along with the world our collective lungs in suspense, and every fist curled. A screen relayed the horror of my country on its knees. We froze, and we watched in unrelenting disbelief. It was as if Vesuvius had erupted into the city's clear sky. Ash made ghosts of survivors, and of men made mites. Those engulfed in flames tried to fly without wings, Every mind thought that they had more days to live. Who then did not want to be in uniform? To aid the ghost and defend the dead of New York, these two chimney towers left smoke, damage in history. They toppled to the forefront of American memories, but more tragedy than one had invaded our shores. An American spirit, forever unyielding, always shows deference are set aside for the greater good. Shades of diversity turn red, white, and blue. Strangers die as neighbors in moments of sacrifice. And our citizens become heroes to defend the stars and stripes.
0: Mm. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, yeah. Chilling. I have um,
0: goosebumps. (laughs)
1: And this was around, uh, during the time of uh, 9-11, mm-hmm. when we were uh, in, in remembrance, and the poems from the veterans were the strongest. It was just very moving to hear their contributions. Yeah. Um, I, I've got one more that I found here from um, Spring, by S- Spring Robinson wrote this. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was shared with us by her sister, I think, at a memorial that we gave her at Fort Gordon.
0: Okay, beautiful.
1: It's called, I keep, well, it just says, um, bring. I keep silent and carry on. He knows what's best for me. Broken skin and bitter words are his way of loving me. I believe him when he says I provoke his anger, his jealousy, and I deserve to be hit. Purple adornments mark my thighs and seal my lips, I keep silent. Red rose petals in my palm, the color and the smell of his apologies. He says I need him to keep me in my place. I listen like a child needing paternal guidance. He knows best. I'm asking for trouble if I leave home without his permission, if I make the wrong sound or try to keep my own body. He doesn't know that I'm aware of his fearful attachment. He feeds on my fear. Without it, he has no power. He knows I could swallow him up.
0: Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Lucinda. <laughs> these are these are yeah. both amazing works. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. I know from uh, 2018, if you want to hear uh, the entries from the 2017, 2016 winners, I mean, if you go in, um, some of the what we found is that the world is now having one thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you used to be able to tell that seniors were thinking about, you know, the passage of time, grandchildren, um, passage of a loved one, passage of uh, uh, their group of friends, and it, that was pretty much the mainstay. Mm-hmm. Uh, adults were thinking about, you know, work, life dreams, children, p- parents, passing of time. Um, college kids are uh, thinking about, you know, the future and how they're going to live big dreams. High schoolers are thinking about, oh, they, were the mo- they have so much angst. The boy <laughs> who just didn't love me or, you know, the girl <laughs> who, well, it's very serious now, the bullying, it, but yes, the time yes. went You know, it was just a mean girl. And, uh, you know, middle schoolers just, they love their families, that kind of thing. Nowadays, everyone writes about the same thing. It is the loss of someone in some tragedy. It is a suicide. It is uh, how do we go on from um, the injustices that are taking place in the world. Um, They are cries for uh, help. They are poems of consolation to others. They want others to feel better Mm. um and it doesn't matter what the age group it doesn't matter what country um except maybe like scotland and their poems are you've got to go to the SoundCloud. they're beautiful they have flutes in the background and it's just so soothing you know to listen (laughs) so um um uh, instead of uh trying to do any of those poems injustice, they are all on the SoundCloud. If you okay. go to uh, Poetry Matters Project and just click, uh, the finalists are there, and uh, some of them are listed on YouTube.
0: Okay, wonderful. Yeah. On a note that you were just talking about, it it's sad that tragedy, no matter the age group, has, has almost become normalized.
1: Yeah. I would say all the people who want to do something, they should all write poems. They should just take their thoughts and just write them down on paper and just have a big poetry reading in the halls of Congress and just say, listen, you know, words have power. You have the power to act. Yeah. That's oh, I'm going to write that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and, and I love that you said that because, um, you know, poetry can be intimidating. You know, you wonder, well, what are the rules and how do I do it? But it can just be... Um, what do I want to say? Just, just your thoughts. You don't have to, you don't have to organize it in any such way. Is that, that right? What, what would your um, recommendations be to like an aspiring poet?
1: Um, write it down and set it aside and then come back to it to edit mm-hmm. and then read it. It does no good to write it down, put it in a drawer and tell people you wrote something You've got to write it down and you've got to share it, share it in an open mic, share it at a family function, share, I mean, with social media, you can just, you know, tape yourself in the mirror sharing it. Yeah. Get your words out there because what we found is that you never know who that poem is for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's why we never limit, we never limit, because uh, there's like what? I, I think I researched it, 26 forms of poetry. We never limit how the poem will come to us. The judges in the rubric, they have to feel something first. Okay, okay. And so um, that, that's why any intimidation of a potential poet may have, and we're all poets in some form, just write it down, set it aside, come back to it, and then you have to share it. It doesn't count if you don't share it with at least mm, two other people.
0: <laughs> okay. I love that because, yeah, I mean, it, it's intimidating to me. I'll, I'll confess. <laughs>
1: uh, but, <yeah.
0: laughs> well, we'll,
1: we'll, we'll send you the link then when, when the call <laughs> for entries come up. We, we won't know it's you until the end, but, uh, you know, give it a shot. Give it a shot. So now speaking
0: of the call for entries, when does your 2020 contest uh, begin?
1: Uh, We are tweaking some of the guidelines, and we post the call on our Facebook page and through Submittables right after Thanksgiving. Okay, wonderful. And if anyone would like to be a judge or help us with our uh, 20-year celebration, they can reach out to us either on our Facebook page, uh, our Instagram, or uh, Twitter page, or they can just email us directly at um, info at poetrymattersproject.org.
0: Okay. okay, wonderful. And I'll have all those links um, uh, posted to the page with this interview, so that will be great. Lucinda, is there anything else you wanted to add today?
1: Uh, Sherry, I just wanted to thank you and Reader's View because we've, we've had a long-term relationship and um, uh, all that you all do for uh, poets and authors. If you didn't do it as well as you did, you wouldn't be around as long as you have been. And I just want to personally thank you for all the authors and poets that you have helped with your services.
0: Oh, well, thank you. And and thank you so much for joining me and, and for all that you do. It's, it's really been a pleasure talking with you and, and learning more about you and your work. To our listeners, thank you for joining me today for my interview with Lucinda Clark. Author, poet, and founder of the Poetry Matters Project. For more information about Lucinda and her work, visit her website at poetrymatters.org. And be sure to check out our other interviews at InsideScoopLive.com.